Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. We are joined today by Dr. Stephen Lieberman, VA's Deputy Undersecretary for Health, as well as by Dr. Patricia Hastings, VA's Chief Consultant for Health Outcomes of Military Exposures, for a discussion on how the agency is implementing the resources and funding provided by the PACT Act. The PACT, or Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act, is newly signed legislation that will go into effect in early 2023, designed to provide compensation and health care for veterans exposed to hazardous substances during post-9-11 conflicts. Building off of similar forms of compensation given to veterans of prior engagements like the Vietnam War, VA will now provide a full scope of benefits and support for those who served in War on Terror era deployments as well. This episode is sponsored by Maximus. At Maximus, we are focused on the future of health by advancing our nation's ability to respond to and prepare for rapidly evolving health challenges with impactful technology, critical frontline expertise, and deep mission understanding. Our federal and public health teams deliver innovation and IT modernization that enable more informed programmatic decisions leading to improved health outcomes for millions of lives. We do this through secure, data-driven, and customer experience-focused solutions. We are Maximus, moving people forward. Learn more at Maximus.com federal. That's Maximus.com federal. Dr. Lieberman, Dr. Hastings, thank you so much for coming out of the program. Thank you for having us today. We're really uh, excited to talk to you about this uh, new important legislation on the PACT Act. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's such a momentous development, and we were so pleased to see it pass, and I'm sure, you know, veterans across the country so clearly are. But before we get down to kind of the topic at hand here, I'm curious, can you just give us a bit about your background and your careers thus far, and what really brought you to your current roles at VA? Dr. Hastings, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I am a veteran of 30 years in the Army. Um, I was an emergency physician there and had a background in public health. And I, you know, serving my country was very important to me. And when I retired, I wanted to continue doing that. And military environmental exposures are an area of interest for me because exposures are um, critical for everyone. And we want to make sure that we take care of people, veterans, the best way possible. So when there was a chance to continue serving in the VA, I jumped at the chance. I've been here for six years. It's very rewarding. It's, um, it's important for the veterans, it's important for the Congress, it's important for the VA leadership, and it's important for our nation. So very happy to be here and to continue to serve. And uh, I am not a veteran, but I've had uh, family members who are veterans and certainly known many other veterans. And uh, uh, I have uh, worked in the private sector, uh, but additionally have worked in the VA for over 25 years. And I can say hands down that there is no greater mission than the VA has uh, or the Veterans Health Administration uh, to then serving uh, those who have served our, our country in the US military. And uh, I've spent a majority of my career uh, working in uh, the field in the VA healthcare system at its medical centers. For the last six plus years, I've been working in headquarters, uh, first on uh, access challenges that VA was facing, and then more recently on uh, all operations across the organization in leadership roles. And no matter what role I've been in, I just find it so rewarding to uh, work towards optimizing healthcare for veterans. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you both bring a pretty extensive experience in both healthcare, but also broader healthcare management, you know, the sort of things that, you know, you would obviously pick up at a system like VA. And to kind of get a bit down more to the topic of the day, I'm wondering, broadly speaking, what are service-related military exposures and what common long-term health complications are they known to produce, particularly those, you know, more recently from deployments in, say, Iraq and Afghanistan? Thanks for that question. And uh, I'm going to turn over to Dr. Hastings in a moment because she is one of our uh, country's top experts in uh, toxic exposures. Uh, but I just really want to uh, reemphasize uh, how uh, energized uh, we are to implement the PACT Act uh, in VA and uh, that this really is going to uh, provide benefits for generations of veterans and their survivors uh, with the care and the benefits that they've earned and deserved. And we are just ready to deliver on this. And so Dr. Hastings, please. Sure, um, military environmental exposures are exceedingly important to us at VA because we are taking care of service members who served, did have military environmental exposures and then become veterans and we're here to care for them. The um, military environmental exposures, when you, when you ask veterans about their history, one third of them, one in three veterans has a concern that they may have been exposed to something that was a military environmental exposure that could affect their health in the future. And for those, that third, one in four believe that it has had an impact on their health. And so this is incredibly important. With the PACT Act, we have more research that we'll be, we will be doing to find answers for veterans. We have new benefits that are associated with those military environmental exposures, and many of them are presumptions. And what presumption means, we may not be able to make a direct association between an exposure and a health condition, but we have enough science or we have enough information to say, you know, there's a pretty good chance and if we reach that equipoise or that 51%, we give that benefit to the veteran and use it as a presumption. And so that's part of the PACT Act. Um, so these military environmental exposures can be addressed and veterans can get the care and benefits that they have earned and deserve. Definitely. And it sounds like providing, you know, compensation and care for various military environmental exposures has long been a part of VA's mission. And in a way, PACT Act really just builds upon and expands upon that, you know, fundamental duty. And in light of that, I'm wondering which forms of military environmental exposure has VA previously provided benefits and health care for and which new kinds of presumptives will be freshly covered under the PACT Act? Well, VA has provided benefits um, for a long time. And since the 1920s. And uh, they have expanded as we have um, gone into new areas and there are new methods of war, unfortunately. Um, so we have provided, um, essentially since the, uh, since the Vietnam War, uh, we have covered Agent Orange. Um, in the current conflict, um, we have covered the burn pits. In between, uh, we have covered the uh, Gulf War One. Um, there we looked at Gulf War illness and you were covered um, for that. Uh, we also have infectious diseases, malaria, brucellosis, a number of other things that are covered uh, because they would be related to your military service. So VA has um, not only done direct service connection, but also these presumptions of a service connection for military environmental exposures. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, again, that really does, you know, build upon what has been a, a solid foundation in providing, you know, the kind of compensation and, and care that veterans need. And it sounds like these are especially tailored to, again, the recent, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan deployments, similar to how the previous Agent Orange exposures were compensated for. And to get down to kind of the practicalities here, how do veterans know if they're eligible and how can they apply? So uh, certainly if you served uh, during Vietnam, Gulf War, post 9-11 eras, uh, the, you may have expanded uh, uh, or, or be newly eligible uh, for VA healthcare and benefits. And uh, we would like to do the work for you. We don't want you to have to try to determine whether or not you're eligible. So if you think uh, that uh, even the slightest chance that you might be eligible for care, uh, we urge you to just uh, file a claim and let us again do the work for you. If you wanna find out uh, more information about this, you can either call us at 1-800-MY-VA-411, can call today, uh, that number, I'll repeat it for you without the MyVA in it, just the numbers, 1-800-698-2411. You can also uh, visit on the web, uh, va.gov backslash PACT, P-A-C-T, that's va.gov backslash PACT, and there'll be a lot of information there for you. Uh, we encourage everyone uh, to apply for VA healthcare to, to determine if you're available. And there are a number of ways that you can do that also. Uh, you can call our toll-free hotline, different number, 1-877-222-8387. Uh, you can also uh, just visit your local VA uh, facility and uh, they can help you to uh, uh, apply for eligibility and, and determine if you're eligible. Anything else, uh, Dr. Hastings? No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Dr. Lieberman. If a veteran believes that their military service has negatively impacted their health, we want them to turn in a claim. We want them to enroll in VA healthcare. I would note that uh, VA healthcare is uh, available and there is an open enrollment period now uh, for people, and I would encourage them to take advantage of that and enroll in VA healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. And it, this really does sound like it's going to be a very institutional effort, kind of a whole of healthcare effort, and that's going to require a certain degree of, of mobilization and preparation. And I'm wondering, in light of that, how is VA preparing to provide these new and again now mandatory forms of military exposure screening across care centers? And what are the diagnostic methods for connecting these symptoms to their origin in you know, deployment and service? So we are, I just, just really want to emphasize, we are ready uh, for this, uh, ready to implement the PACT Act and deliver for toxic exposed veterans and their survivors. And we have been preparing for this for some time now. Uh, our staff have been undergoing training both about the PACT Act and then uh, Dr. Hastings' team prepared some excellent training about uh, toxic uh, exposures in general and how it can impact on uh, humans and the, the different organ systems. And uh, this is a big task, uh, but we are doing everything possible to deliver this the right way. And uh, again, as we keep saying, can't say it enough, uh, we're, we want you to come to us. Uh, we're committed to getting this right. And uh, uh, we offer world-class healthcare. So please come, come check us out. Dr. Hastings. Absolutely, sir. Thank you for recognizing the training that the team put together. 
And thank you very much for uh, being one of the first people to take that training. Um, the training that Dr. Lieberman talks about has been recognized by the American College of Preventive Medicine, and they have taken the VA training and made it available across the nation to uh, people that would like a certificate of recognition from the American College of Preventive Medicine. So it is available not only in VA, but also available on a platform called TRAIN to civilian providers. Uh, it has also been highlighted by the CDC on their website as exemplary training for military environmental exposures. Um, and we're pretty proud of it. And as noted uh, by Dr. Lieberman, we've been doing this for a while. The secretary directed that everybody would take module one of the training and uh, we are um, diligently getting that done. Anyone who is a new hire will be taking that training. So if you've got a provider they will have had the training about military environmental exposures. One of the other things we're doing is in the PACT Act, and it's called Section 603, and that is screening for every veteran. And the screening will be done at their first encounter since the PACT Act is signed, and then every five years. And it asks them some fairly simple questions. Uh, we've already tested it out in uh, a number of uh, VAs, and we've tested it with about 13,000 veterans. Um, very good um, reports on this. And uh, interestingly enough, it bears out that uh, statistic I gave you in the beginning that about one third of veterans believe they may have had a military environmental exposure. Um, but after that screening, uh, they will get additional information that is available to them, uh, also available on our website. And they will be put into the right track for uh, follow-up as necessary um, to include a registry exam if uh, it is Agent Orange ionizing radiation burn pits or uh, Gulf War exposures. Absolutely, and it sounds like that will really expedite the process of verification and making sure that veterans do get the care they need. It begins the conversation with the veteran. Uh, and that's the important thing because many times veterans will not have a concern or at the time. So in five years, we'll ask them again, they may have a concern at that time. So it's an ongoing effort throughout the time that VA is caring for the veteran and working with the veteran. And it is one of those things that is so important with your care provider to start that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And really, it sounds like, again, bringing together kind of the patient's history, you know, an ongoing concern for their care and an understanding of how their health might have been impacted is really essential if I'm, I'm reading the essence of this process here. It's key. Absolutely. And it looks like, again, kind of attached to that is uh, supporting a lot of VA's uh, advancements in healthcare has been a, a modernizing IT enterprise. You know, everything from healthcare, health records digitalization to the broader availability and interchange of health information, for example, from the DOD and the like that has really kind of helped foster this continuity of care. And I'm wondering, in light of those, you know, baseline developments and those advancements, how will VA's modernizing IT enterprise help verify these conditions and expedite the delivery of care and benefits? Well, um, with regards to the modernizing, there's one thing that is really a wonderful advancement that we are working on with DOD. So it's a joint VA-DOD project, and it's called the Individual Longitudinal Exposure Record, or ILER. And this takes the direct feed from the Defense Manpower Data Center, and it is able to put a service member at a location at a certain time 
and also pull from other platforms in DOD. So any environmental monitoring that went on will be included in that. And most of the environmental monitoring should show a fairly safe environment because they, they do those environmental monitoring processes to make sure that the commander knows that there that it is a safe environment or there is something that needs to be mitigated. But if there is a problem with an exposure of some sort, if there is leaking fuel, if there is depleted uranium, if there is something in the area, it will be recorded. And so clinicians will have that available. The healthcare providers will be able to look at the veteran's Eiler record at the time that they see them. It's really great for the benefits because the adjudicators will be able to see that information as they're making decisions about the, the veteran's claim. And the researchers are just very happy about this because it will allow them to match exposures with healthcare outcomes, which is sort of the holy grail of research in my office. We want to be able to get answers for veterans and Eiler will be part of that. The electronic health records similarly will make it seamless to transfer the records between DOD and VA. And so when you are, are changing and transitioning from being a service member to a veteran, your records will be right there. You enroll, you get the, the same care, the same, the same support that you had when you were in active service. Yeah, absolutely. It helps. It sounds like that is going to really be essential for, again, expediting the process, but also, you know, verifying patient history and making sure that care is is provided for the associated conditions. And to, to get down to the impact for veterans care and, and the health treatment provided, I'm wondering again, from oncology to respiratory care, what are the types of treatments that VA will begin providing in greater scope now that the PACT Act has passed? Thanks, Adam. Uh, we really have been providing care uh, across the board in, um, in, in all of these areas. And so uh, we, we have a lot of uh, experts across the country in uh, whatever way that uh, these uh, toxic exposures can lead to harm in the body. And so we, are, we can treat uh, whatever comes along. Uh, we also, though, are really good at monitoring. So if we know where you serve, when you served, we know what to monitor for uh, to see if you develop something over time. And sometimes it can take uh, decades uh, for a, a, a symptom or an illness uh, to develop. Uh, we also uh, have participated in uh, the federal uh, effort, the Cancer Moonshot One, and now we're participating in Cancer Moonshot Two. Uh, this is, is being uh, uh, was spearheaded by President Biden, and uh, VA really is a leader in uh, cancer care. And uh, we have a, a genomics program, really a state-of-the-art program for many cancers, and the number of cancers continues to grow. Uh, we can do special tests on your cancer to find out the genetic makeup of that cancer. And based upon those findings, we can provide specific therapies that really just attack the cancer cells and leave alone the healthy cells. So a result of that is you have a better outcome uh, from that with your cancer, a better response, but you also leave the healthy tissue alone so you have less uh, side effects from that. Uh, we have a lot of experts, again, uh, related to uh, Dr. Hastings and her team, who can also uh, educate and uh, do consultative advice uh, to our providers across the country, should uh, they have a specific question. And uh, under Dr. Hastings is also our three 
uh, state-of-the-art uh, war-related uh, injury and illness study centers, uh, which are located in Washington, D.C., Palo Alto, California, and East Orange, New Jersey. And those uh, sites uh, will uh, assess uh, veterans with uh, special needs related to this. Dr. Hastings, anything else you want to uh, respond to? Um, I would just say that the, the providers in VA are able to talk to their patients about exposures. Um, in most cases, a good history, a good physical, um, and then monitoring are what are required. As Dr. Lieberman said, we have state-of-the-art care, and when needed for um, difficult uh, cases, difficult to diagnose or manage, we have the war-related illness and injury study centers um, that can provide extra services. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like there already is a lot of institutional power and expertise that's really going into providing these services. It sounds like Dr. Lieberman, you you were describing the is it the Million Veterans Program uh, that is the really forward-looking genomics research uh, institute. Uh, that is certainly a part of it, uh, but we're we're doing in addition to the Million Veterans Program. But definitely that that is a, a, certainly a, a strong part of that, and that's where I just you know that's where uh, we encourage. Uh, all veterans to enroll. Uh, we are now at over 900,000 and uh, we will, you'll get a questionnaire. Uh, we will collect a, a blood sample and uh, uh, it's very, very helpful for us to study uh, the impact of uh, being a veteran and having served uh, on, on your healthcare uh, over your lifetime. Uh, and certainly uh, e even just um, other risk factors we look for, not just having served in the military. So you help your um, other veterans and you help uh, uh, citizens uh, everywhere in, in the world as, as we learn more about uh, different diseases. So thanks for bringing that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like that really does help with the precision of care, you know, and the quality of care and really personalizing that for veterans who really do, you know, want their health outcomes to be, you know, as positive as they can be in light of the preceding history. Uh, and, you know, to wrap things up a bit, you know, we're kind of uh, kind of closing up here, but I, I am curious, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about the new care and benefits offered under the PACT Act and how to best uh, access them? You know, what what real big takeaways would you like our uh, our audience to walk away with? So we are here for your medical needs, for your exposures to toxic substances. Uh, in fact, we're here for all of your healthcare needs. Uh, we at VA uh, have expertise in everything uh, related to uh, veterans' healthcare. If there's something that we can't provide at VA, uh, we certainly uh, can refer you to the community. We have partners in, in the community across the country uh, for you also to be seen. Uh, we provide uh, high quality care. Uh, our listeners may not be aware, but a study after study shows that at a minimum care is equal to that in the private sector, but much more commonly care and outcomes uh, from that care are uh, superior in VA uh, than in the private sector. Uh, there are many studies out there. There was one uh, recent one uh, that was published in the British Medical Journal earlier this year, and it just uh, it showed that uh, if you had uh, an emergency care need and were rushed to a hospital by an ambulance, if you got taken to a VA hospital, you had a 20% better survival rate than if you were brought uh, to a non-VA hospital in the community. And that was survival up to 30 days out. 
And uh, the survival rate was even greater for minority groups. So uh, something we, we focus on is health equity in VA, very important to us. And so uh, African-American veterans had a 25% survival benefit and Hispanic veterans had a survival benefit of about 23%. And so uh, we are always working hard to meet the needs of veterans, and uh, we want you to choose VA for your health care. So please uh, consider giving us a try. Uh, you can come for uh, your uh, exposure to toxic substances, or you can come to us for any kind of care, uh, for your high blood pressure, for screening testing. Uh, and uh, I think once you come here for care and check us out, uh, you will uh, be glad you did. So to remind our, our listeners, if you want more information uh, about your eligibility and about toxic exposures in general, uh, please either uh, call us at 1-800-MY-VA-411 or uh, also 1-800-698-2411, the same exact number, or you can go online at uh, va.gov backslash P-A-C-T. So please go there today and check us out. Uh, please apply. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and again, thank you so much for coming onto the program. I cannot tell how, you know, heartened and pleased we are to see the PAC deck, you know, finally be put into motion. So this is, is fantastic. And thank you so much. Thank you. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.